Welcome, welcome everybody to the Assuminati podcast. Welcome back. Hey, right. Welcome. Thanks We're for just, joining us. Yeah. Indeed. We're just three guys giving our opinions about everyday topics, and we just assume that there's a conspiracy to be found. And today is no different. But first of all, thank you for listening to last week's episode on the Olympics and all the, the many fun games that we like to pay attention to and have fallen in love with. By now, we've had almost a full week and a half of nothing but Olympic coverage. It's been nothing but pleasant on this end. You guys enjoying it's the Olympics? It's great here. Mm. Oh, yeah. Very sporty. I'm staying up late every yeah. night. Yeah. Why not? Nights. It's good Three stuff. All I think it brings us together. It's a bonding element. Not only internet, not only nationally, but internationally, I think, as well, when you see these athletes interact with each other that's cool maybe we should learn a thing or two from them and be nicer to each other huh what do you think guys no I agree with that I always be kind so. uh crusty bobby just state your mind crusty bobby okay well once again we thank you for listening and, and and watching that episode speaking of which we are once again just want to remind everybody on spotify itunes google podcast as well if that's your flavor if that's your poison so feel free to listen or watch if you, you're still, we're still on YouTube. If you want to still see this and and that, and that. or if you don't want to see it, we've created options. Maybe we have faces for radio. As we got told. smart, we knew our, our audience, so we thought we we'd just go audio. Absolutely, <laughs> and we will be throwing up graphics throughout, just pictures of, of some of the things we'll talk about today. So, so YouTube's nice to, as it's a nice companion piece, even for those of you just listening. So. Speaking of the Olympics, we will talk about the Olympics once again this week. Instead of tackling the sports and, and the individual, some, some of them bizarre, some of them obscure, this time we're going to talk about what is, uh, what's happening behind the curtain. What's going on behind the scenes? I don't want to spoil too much. I'm going to turn time over to, uh, uh, I'm going to turn the time over to Uncle Bobby, and he's going to give us a rundown and kind of introduce the theme of this Olympic-sized episode. Yeah, so first of all, let's talk about the Olympics, how they came to be in the modern world. So there's this committee, the International Olympic Committee, or otherwise known as the IOC. They are an independent international nonprofit organization. Intriguing. They were founded June 23rd, 1894, as part of the revival of the Olympics. They met in Paris. Um, they later moved the headquarters to Switzerland, where they still are today. Um, but the vision of the International Olympic Committee is to build a better world through sport. Yeah. Touching. That is touching. Very touching. Wow. So what are they responsible for? So first off, they're responsible for coordinating the relations and actions of all members of the Olympic movement. Um, they ensure the regular celebration of the summer and winter Olympic Games and protecting their uniqueness. They encourage the promotion of Olympic values, particularly through the practice of sport, placing the athletes at the heart of the Olympic movement, and also reviewing and approving bids to host the Olympics. And then on top of that, deciding what is an Olympic sport to be considered in the games. So that's their purpose. Financials, 
keep in mind, they're a nonprofit organization. They have over $5 billion in assets. They achieve their revenue through broadcasting and marketing rights, and they redistribute 90% of their revenue every year to put on the Olympic Games while supporting athletes and sports organizations of all levels around the world. $5 billion? Five billion dollars. Wow. That's a lot of cheddar. And just a little bit. Hmm. IOC, I didn't know they were around since uh since Matt's time. That's that's interesting. That's yeah, before the phone. That's a long time. May have been before the telegraph. I'm not quite sure. Hmm. Pony Express. Yeah. Ah, So little tidbit. Where were the first modern day Olympics held? Is it Athens? Yeah, it was in Athens. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, also, <clears throat> where were the last ancient Olympics held? Was it Athens? Yeah, it was Athens. Hey, Look right at that. Right. Brandon's right on it tonight. All right. All right. On the money. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Smart. Uh, wow. So how does a country even get the Olympics? So to get the Olympics, these cities, they fill out an application. Everything starts with an application. Yeah. Paper. And paper nowadays? Is that paper application? Paper application. Oh, okay. And it's gotten more intense over the years where you a city can fill out this application and they need to sell the Olympic Committee on why their city is the right place to host the Olympics. So I'm sure there's a lot of PowerPoints, some charts, some graphs, <laughs> some maps, um, maybe even some quotes from you know local celebrities on how they'll take care of the Olympics. You know, so really this presented in a package to the Olympic committee, there's a deadline and they choose where the Olympics are going to be held many years ahead of time um, so that those cities can prepare, build all kinds of new buildings, um, roads. You know, they basically rebuilt all of Salt Lake City when the Olympics were here. Whole new place. Yeah. Yeah. So so if you would like to host the Olympics, go to Olympics.com and you can fill out an application. Oh, Stansbury Park, here we come. Mm-hmm. I, from what I saw, it takes, in a lot of cases, in most cases, millions of dollars just to propose that your city or your, your country receive the Olympics. Just, oh, the pro- just the process of selling them on your country takes millions of dollars, many years of preparation. Wow. Okay. And then there's voting, I believe, in, in this committee, mm-hmm. this IOC committee. There are votes. There are people behind the decision, millions Very of dollars exclusive. that end up affecting billions of dollars. Wow. Okay. Well, that sounds like a good, clean process, doesn't it? So clean. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> if it only. Should be. If only. And that's what today's episode is really going to dive into, is the process and examples that we have found and many of you have seen maybe in the news or on documentaries of when things go wrong when keeping it clean goes wrong with the olympic games so what we're going to dive into first is an example prepared by our very own matt matt would you like to introduce the topic that you've prepared absolutely so as robert mentioned the Olympics and Brandon has mentioned this, but the Olympics uh, mean billions of dollars for whatever host country is granted that application, right? So is it worth all of the money that they put into it? Probably with uh, all of the infrastructure changes that come, all of the um, 
you know, the, the money influx from visitors and travel and tourism, all of that stuff, make it worthwhile. So the first um, kind of uh, example that I found of um, some shadiness in dealing with uh, getting a bid for the Olympics had to do with the 2002 Winter Olympic bid scandal right here in Salt Lake City. Uh, that was a, a big deal. Home when we try it, when we were trying to get the Olympics back in 2002. Um, so I think it actually predates that. So starting back in 1998, members of the uh, IOC uh, were accused of taking gifts from the Salt Lake organizing committee. So the SLOC during the bidding process, um, it resulted in several IOC members uh, being, ex um, you know, Xed from their from their group from the IOC. Uh, also, two of the Salt Lake Organizing Committee uh, resigned their posts. So Tom Welch and Dave Johnson mm -hmm. um, resigned as a result. And you know we all know that eventually Mitt Romney was called in to kind of head up the Salt Lake Organizing Committee to a kind of put that back here, on, if you will, back on track and uh, try and and reconcile the books. I think that they were it was in the hundreds of uh millions of dollars yeah. i think that was Oof. um over budget so mitt romney came in and, and kind of uh reorganized that and got it back on track and that kind of is in a nutshell what happened there was a lot more to it than that people were accepting um surgeries and gifts and tuition um that were on the ioc committee from the organizing committee and the organizing committee was keeping all of their financial data um, in-house and not disclosing any of that information. And that's kind of what flew up the, the flags, the red flags, and, and uh, people started launching investigations. I think the Department of Justice ended up filing 15 charges of bribery and fraud, wow. um, something like that. And eventually, the, the funny thing about this is eventually... Uh, the people that were on trial for those um, were acquitted. So later on, they were all found not guilty and wow. everything was fine. Well, when you can hire the best lawyers enough. in the land. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, when there's millions and millions of dollars at stake. And when you think of it, like you mentioned earlier, the, the, the infrastructure behind it all. So think of the contracts that are up for bid here and, and, <laughs> some of the connections and corruption that can happen when, when yeah, there's, yeah. there's just infrastructure to be built millions of dollars at stake, like you said, surgeries. Did you say surgeries were part of that list? Surgeries. Wow. Yeah. And tuition payments, tuition. all of that. I'll put your kid through college. If you vote for me, if you vote for these Olympics or bring them to Salt Lake. Yeah. Wow. And all Companion. of that added up. So I, I think I mentioned it before, but it was in the millions. It was $375 million shortfall. Golly, which is what they were kind of in trouble with. And then Mitt Romney kind of uh, came in with Bain Capital. You know, they uh, uh, reorganized the committee, picked a few new people, some of his friends. And that's a whole nother scandal yeah. <laughs> later on that, you know, when he was running for president, some people pointed that out. Um, but, you know, that's that's the biggest local scandal I can recall. Big time, big time, made huge news. 
Well, all I know is it can't be the biggest because my local Mexican restaurant just closed their doors <laughs> to sell the verges, and I'm not happy about it. Someone's behind okay, that. It's the second biggest. Second biggest. Yeah, the Olympics is second biggest to that. Yeah. Ain't got nowhere good to eat in Grantsville. So, Matt, that's pretty interesting about Salt Lake City. But I want to raise you um, a Tokyo. Ooh, I see your Salt Lake City and raise you a Tokyo. Yes. I call. Wow. Yes. So let's talk about Tokyo. So there was several controversies surrounding the Tokyo Olympics. And what I'll year, just highlight what year a few was that? of them. That was in 2020 slash 21. That's right. So this was the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics <laughs> that actually happened in 2021. Just last year. So. Yeah. Yeah, just last year. So, so recent. Um, so there was a lot of controversies surrounding the Tokyo Olympics. First of all, lies, lies, lies about the weather. So in the application to the Olympic Committee, I quote, with many days of mild and sunny weather, this period provides an ideal climate for athletes to perform their best. Now, I don't know if any of you have been to Tokyo. I haven't. So I'm going to trust some other people that have been there that have described it as the heat in the summer is only being surpassed by Death Valley, California, the Horn of Africa, and our very own hell. So seems someone could have fact-checked that pretty easily, but athletes did struggle um, with being able to endure that temperature because it's not something that every day um, individual is used to. So lies about the weather was first. Um, next, um, as they were planning, um, out for the Olympics and stuff, there was, um, threats of plagiarism around the, the logo for the, the Tokyo Olympics. So, you know, it never steal someone else's work. Um, within the Olympics, there was a disputed referee call in a beach volleyball match between the U S and Canada. Um, experts agree it was a bad call and it should have been overturned in the challenge yet. It was not, Mm -hmm. um, new technology contributed by our Nike. Um, there was shattering of records in track and field in the 2020 Olympics and, like far surpassing any record ever set. And it was set by the people wearing these new Nike shoes that had better technology, better spikes. So the questions around, was that a fair advantage of sport, um, taking this new technology into shoes? Um, a Belarus sprinter after the Olympics, she refused to board a plane back to Belarus. Um, subsequently she requested protection from Japanese police. Um, Poland eventually gave temporary asylum, um, on humanitarian grounds. Apparently she was scared to return to Belarus after criticizing team officials decisions. That's right. Um, we mentioned that this happened in 2021. It was the 2020 Olympics. Um, I don't know how many of you remember about the pandemic, that little thing that we've been enduring for the last couple of years. Um, but even after the Olympic committee finally agreed to push out, um, the Olympics, even though they said they never would, um, Japanese citizens did not want the games. They were worried there would be a super spreader event. Um, in a poll, 78% of Japanese citizens said that the game should be canceled and not be held there. Um, 
and Tokyo had seen record-breaking infections leading up to the games. There was quite a few things. It didn't turn out to be the super spreader event that they all predicted, um, but that was one thing. Um, and then Tokyo was left with a $15 billion bill um, after the Olympics, double what was initially expected. So this little small bill. And then as if that isn't enough, it all started prior to the Olympics. The French were investigating a doping scandal where the Russians had been bribing um, to keep their doped up athletes from being disqualified. Well, while investigating that, they found records of money flowing from the Tokyo organizing committee at the time of trying to secure games. Payments were sent both before the selection and after the selection to the Dayak family. Um, the elder Dayak was an IOC member. The Dayaks dispute any wrongdoing. So just a few wow. facts about the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, I remember the weather. I, I follow cycling, track and field, and they were just irate. They were so angry at the at the lies. Now doesn't doesn't every place though brag about their weather? Yeah, I mean, every place yeah. I know of, so they, nice. you know, the IOC their weather is the best. The IOC couldn't have, couldn't have Googled that and fact checked them beforehand, right? Yeah, like how's the weather? They're there in would Tokyo. Be some research. Should I visit in the month of July? Right, right. And yeah, there were some issues right. with athletic performance. I remember the Nike thing. Even the speed walkers were breaking records with those those Nike shoes. Look these up online, people. The, mm -hmm. the long distance Nothing shoes. Nothing wrong with that, some technology, though. Nike used. Yeah, it was interesting, though. Yes, I watched speed walking during the Olympics. I, it's I, really I, exciting. I was blown away that it was a sport, and so I stuck around and watched it for a little bit, and... It was interesting. And I watched, you know, there's some the guys sure sway a lot at know? the mall that could compete in speed walking. Well, then there's episodes of Malcolm in the middle that, that teach you speed walking as well. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yes, it's a great I've sport. seen that. That's actually funny. Oh, so good. Such <laughs> hell does it, man. He knows how to do it, man. Tokyo yeah. Olympics. Yeah, you're right, Robert. It was, uh, there was issues left and right. And then you mentioned the bribes and the, the corruption that happened within these sports. Unreal. Yeah, just a couple million bucks of bribes. No big deal. Alleged, alleged it, bribes. Um, yeah, <laughs> you, right. you mentioned the bill, the $15 billion bill, and they couldn't make any of that up with ticket sales. I think that was one of the big one of the big reasons that yeah, they went into right. so much debt. They, they couldn't fill the stadiums. They, um, they had to keep people out due to COVID. Yeah. Um, and Tokyo doesn't really get the money from the broadcasting rights. That goes to the IOC, which does distribute some money, but to be left with $15 billion for putting it on, that's quite a bit. During it's a, a rock and a hard place. During a pandemic recession, I mean, that's that was just a tough Olympics to watch when it came to, to what, what happened to the Tokyo people. Um, and you can kind of make the same case for Beijing. They don't have anybody in the stands either. I don't know if there's people who are, who are feeling bad for China on that, but yeah. They can't make up any of that revenue with ticket sales. It's just interesting. And yet some people are still getting paid behind the, under the table and behind the scenes. Oh boy. Okay. We're ready to keep it going. Yeah. Let's keep talk. the corruption train a moving. Woo -woo! So I'm going to dial it back a little bit, back to what Matt was talking about. The Salt Lake Olympics. This, as I was reviewing 
the scandals that have happened throughout sports history, Olympic history, this one really stuck out. This one was the most damaging one that I could find. And it did happen during the Salt Lake Olympics. This scandal had nothing to do with the bribes that happened before the Olympics to get the Olympics to come to Salt Lake. This happened within the world of skating, pairs, figure skating to be specific. It had been found, they use the word alleged here, but there's a lot of evidence that, that support it as an actual fact that the pairs figure skating competition was fixed. Now, this is a big deal. This was super damaging to the sport as well as any sport that is judged. I mean, I I know and love many sports who have judges who give scores. And think about that. Each of those judges are are technically votes towards this sport that could be bought behind the scenes, something to remember, something to, to pay attention to. Maybe that vote or that judge has been paid off by corrupt memes in the background, just something to think about, not to ruin every judge sport, but there is that possibility. They are human. It's a nice way to pad the pockets. Exactly. Hey, I, you know, I could judge yours a little bit differently if you give me some surgery or some some tuition for my kids, like Matt was mentioning earlier. So that's exactly yeah. what happened here in the 2002 Winter Olympics, Salt Lake, pairs figure skating. So let me see if I can get these names right. Uh, the Canadian pair of Jamie Sale, Sale and David Pelletier. So this was the Canadian duo. We're up against the Russian pair of Alina Beriznaya and Anton Sigahalev. That was Russian. a very wow. good pronunciation. Uh, thank you. I think that's the correct way. Google told me that's how you say it. No, I'm just joking. I totally think I understood that. Oh, thank you. Anton, I know that's his name. I saw a documentary with it. Just can't say the last name. My apologies. Uh, so that was the Russian pair. These two were the best two pairs in the world. Leading into it, nobody knew who would come out with gold. That's how close they were in the competition. It was a tight race for sure. Very tight. And so it really would come down to who skated the cleanest. Everybody was familiar with the routines, the music, the outfits. Everybody knew ahead of time what those would be. So it came down to who was the cleanest in their routine. And so if you go back and watch footage of this or see documentaries on this list, uh, If you dive into interviews given from the experts, Canada skated the cleanest routine. If you look, the Russian man, the male, uh, Anton, stepped out of a double, I think they call it, or let me me see if I can get the exact term here, (laughs) Uh, double axle. He stepped out of it. He, He messed it up a little bit. The Canadians actually screwed up their pose, but that's technically not part of the routine and should not be considered. And so there's these arguments left and right. Canada skated the, the, the cleaner routine, and yet Russia was awarded the win. And so immediately there were calls of, of scandal. There were calls of, of corruption. And if you look at the countries who gave the gold medal to Russia, I'll, I'll name off some of the country's judges who, who ruled in their favor. Uh, Russia, China, France, Poland, and Ukraine. So if you look at Ukraine, Russia, China, there's all there's connections there. Of course, they're going to. Were you Ukraine and Russia friends back then? Because I've yeah. heard they're they're not getting along right they now. They sure aren't nowadays, and and they've had their history, True. right? But as far as corruption, the Ukrainian judge had just been. Uh, suspended four years prior to that for corruption, for accepting bribes. 
China. I don't know if Russia. you remember either, Brandon. Do you, do you remember when you were watching this uh, as it happened, just the shock on the skaters from Canada's face? <laughs> I, yeah. I do. I'll, I'll I still throw, remember that. I'll throw up some photos here for those watching yeah. on YouTube. But yeah, you should go Google, go YouTube. The reaction. You're exactly right, Matt. And then you look at the photos of the podium ceremony. You can see the, the Russian skater. Um, in this case, it would be Elena kind of looking over at the Canadians like, like we, we got you mm -hmm. like this. This is even though you skated the, the cleaner routine. And so the, the, the countries who ruled in favor of Canada, you've got USA, Canada, <laughs> Germany, Japan. And so what, what they found Canada out for your friend. Yeah. You're in a room for your friends. And, but Canada uh, skated the cleaner routine in many's opinion. So that immediately drew suspicion. And so they did an investigation because of the outcry. What they found from witnesses and self-admission later, the French judge was pressured by the head of French skating to root or to vote for the Russian team, regardless of the outcome. She admitted that when she was pressured in the lobby right after the skating event. Now, she, of course, later denied that once they got to her. And then they find out that there's mob and mafia ties all throughout the Russian Inter International Committee. They had nothing to do with skating, but yet they were on the committee and on the board, and they had ties to the mafia. There's a mafia member here who was investigated and arrested for these bribes. I, I don't even know if I can begin to say his name. Almazan Tokahanovov was arrested by Italian authorities where he was hiding uh, for charges of this bribery. Uh, the French delegation was suspended for only three years once they were found guilty of these bribes. So France was involved in this corruption. Anyway, this completely destroyed faith in the sport, faith in the judging system. Tara Lipinski, who just recently put together a documentary that can be found on Peacock. I know I keep promoting NBC and Peacock, but they kind of own the Olympics. Uh, she put together Meddling is the name of the uh, documentary behind this. Everybody should go watch it. It's super interesting. She herself had just won a gold medal four years before that under the same judging system. She has said, and I quote, this was the best thing to come out of this event, a new judging system. And so that this scandal prompted a new way to judge these judged uh, skating events. So that yeah, was interesting. A lot of corruption, mafia ties, money, 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 country against country, voting for certain pairs, regardless of the outcome. These are all things that we suspect happen and did actually happen during the 2002 Winter Olympic Games. What do you guys think? Should we uh, get in the, the, the skating rigging business? Should we fix some, yeah. some skating There's events? probably some money in that, apparently. There is. Yeah. At least that's, that's, uh, that's what these people think. I'm sure it pays better than this podcast. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're worldwide. World class. And I, I was looking through uh, the history of these types of corruptive stories are, have been happening since the beginning of the Olympics. Every Olympics has some kind of a story where somebody was paid off and the unfair judgment happened. Somebody walked away with a gold medal. So what happened is they, they realized what was happening. They discredited or threw out the scores from the French judge, which means there was a 4-4 tie. And they awarded gold medals to both Canada and Russia. They actually brought back both of the pairs out onto the ice. 
a week later and did a gold medal ceremony for both of them. So yeah, again, YouTube it, Google it, watch the second medal ceremony. Uh, they were putting on a brave face. They both hated it. They both felt they deserved it. So yeah, it's, it was really interesting after all of that corruption. And how many more stories are there like that that haven't been documented, that haven't come to light? There's at like, least five. Again, these are judges who have votes. They can be bought. And how many have them? How many have been? How many? You know, I be? can be bought. You know, Brian yeah. wants me to vote for you. What would it take for you to to to, to vote for a, a Russian skating pair to win? Well, Barely. I like the Russians. First off, well, for, I'm for usually dinner. cheering for them. Well, they aren't even allowed to to skate under their own flag nowadays, based on some of the corruption that they've been caught with. They're the Russian Olympic Committee. They can't even fly their own flag. True. So the ROC. Uh, when it comes to the doping and and allegations and and findings, they can't even fly their own flag. So there's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother story. So we hit on some heavy, heavy topics today, Bob. All right. So that's it for today's episode of the Assuminati podcast. Today, we talked about the International Olympic Committee. Are they corrupt organization or not? We'll let you decide. So thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Join us again next week for a review of today's Super Bowl ads. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or Hot Off the Press, Google Podcasts. Share with your friends and family, like us on Facebook, and comment what you thought of today's episode. Until next week, have a great one. USA, USA, USA. Yeah, so speaking of Apple podcasts, thank you to Coconut Boy 88 for the positive five star review. Yeah, we we're glad awesome you too. like us. Woo-woo. He gave I us like a comment. Did he comment? He gave us a comment. The comment he or is, she. these guys are awesome. He or she, him, it, Coconut Boy, whatever pronoun. I don't know who you are, for. but uh, apparently we're, we're awesome. pronoun friendly. You know, we but, didn't even uh, have to pay for that review. Hey, that was a freebie. And that's yeah. not one of, that's not one of my burner accounts. That's great. Nope. The comment is these guys are awesome. And I think there's some emojis on there too. Ooh. Thank you well, to thank uh, you. Coconut Boy 88. All right. We appreciate you listening. Share with your friends. Appreciate it. All yeah. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. Um, I'm campaigning to be on the IOC. Someone put me on there, and then I will do it for 5% cheaper than the Dyack family. <laughs> wow, that's a pretty good discount. Okay. So yeah, it's my vote. I think it's losing is good for kids, especially. Just to ask my kids if they if they, uh, if they win kids. me in foosball, for example. <laughs> there we go. I'm still undefeated. Yeah. Slam it. And well, the boys can beat me. <laughs> <laughs>